Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am super excited that you guys are here with us today. We have a very incredible show planned for you guys. If you're at all interested in growing your business using video and YouTube, and we have an absolute expert in that space that we're going to talk to in just a minute. But before I get to our amazing guest, as you guys know, I also have an amazing co-host known as the Bearded Wonder from the United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, Mr. Dean Holland. Yeah. I love, I love that somehow, someway, the name <laughs> The Bearded Wonder has stuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I feel like it's very appropriate. I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, I'm awesome as well. How are you doing, James? I'm excellent. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get into your, uh, your little skirmish with the emergency room on this show today, but uh, I know we've got a little topic there that we might. <laughs> We do have a whole topic of my uh, impending yeah. doom health. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not really everything turned out well, which is why we can laugh and joke about it now. Yes. Um, but uh, but I don't know. We'll see if we get to that. In the right. meantime, uh, <laughs> Dean, as you know, we have uh, a pretty incredible guest today on the show yes, um, who has uh, just really made a, you know, a mark for himself in terms of YouTube advertising. There's so many people who talk about Facebook ads and, and Google ads. And uh, at least in our circles, I feel like a lot of people neglect the huge, awesome power that is the YouTube platform. And so I'm very, very excited to welcome Mr. Tom Breeze to the show. How are you doing, doing today, man? Very good, James. Thank you so much for the very warm intro. And You're welcome. The- I'm sorry I didn't have a trumpet for you, but it's sort of, you know, reserved for Dean. Yeah, I feel like I was like the British side of this. I feel like I should have trumpets, but don't worry. I, my team blow their trumpets every time I come into the office anyway, so I'm kind of used to it by now. <laughs> I'm used to the fanfare. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite nice not to have it for once. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost refreshing to just be a, a normal citizen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Slumming it on your show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, do you, uh, do you also ride a white horse into your office or is that just Dean? <laughs> I think that is only Dean. Yeah. Yeah. And it prefers the name Noble Steed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. my, my apologies to your Noble Steed. <laughs> I do yeah. sit on a throne at work, though. I don't know if that's intimidating for anybody, but uh, that's how I like to roll. I thought everyone did that. Did they not? <laughs> yeah. Is that not normal? <laughs> well, as you guys can see, uh, this show is uh, turned over to the Brits. I have absolutely no uh, nothing to say, and I'll just leave it to you guys to just banter right. back and you, forth you about no your thrones and horses and trumpets. that's awesome so uh yeah tom it's great to have you man i know uh i know you've done some incredible stuff with a lot of people that i know um in terms of you know youtube ads and things like that and so i definitely want to get into you know what exactly it is that you do and how other people can sort of think about advertising on youtube but before we get into that uh why why did you get into youtube in the first place like where did all that start 
Good question. So I started out like at university studying psychology, and that's kind of, I suppose, where it all began. Uh, I had no clue of what I wanted to do at university. So uh, psychology felt like it's a happy medium. It covers like the parents would be happy if I did that. And also I feel like I'm still progressing in some way. I'm not doing something that uh, my parents would be very upset with. <laughs> and so that's how I got into psychology. But I fell in love with the topic and the subject and um, actually went on to go and do a master's as well in psychology. So kind of loved it, carried on doing it. And then studied loads of stuff around like how to help people with anxiety and depression and that sort of stuff. Um, but being, I think I was 25 when I came out of university and um, knowing that I couldn't really do life coaching just yet. I think 25 is a little bit too young to be a life coach, considering you haven't really lived much of your life. You're still going out on the weekend <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> doing things you probably shouldn't be doing. Well, um, I mean, that could be one result of your life coaching, though. You could actually coach people throughout how to go out on the weekends. That's true. Yeah, I could really show them how to get drunk on the weekend. <laughs> that's yeah, like my yeah. forte. <laughs> frankly, it depends on what kind of life you're trying to have. You know, that determines what life coach you get. Yeah, it's very niched in or niched in, as you would say. Um, yeah. but, don't, yeah. don't accommodate James on this show now, now, Tom. We, we, you know, as Brits need to stand together. We'll say how it, we want to say it. Okay. I mean, as you know, uh, I've, I've uh, up-leveled my podcasting equipment, and I can drown you out at any time. So I would caution. <laughs> yeah. Just give me a warning, James, if I'm becoming too, um, too much of an English citizen here. <laughs> just right. like, Americanize everything, if you like. Yeah. This, is, this is something James should be paying for just to learn how to speak properly. So just carry on, Tom. Be, be at ease. <laughs> Okay. And um, so, yeah, so, th- so I took my education and I, I was living in London at the time and um, started working one-to-one with a lot of people um, for anxiety-related issues. So people that would be fearful of anything, flying, phobias, all that sort of stuff. And I found that in London, a lot of people came to me in the business world for anxiety around presentations, interviews, kind of conferencing uh, or conferences. Um, and kind of, it was more like that as soon as you're client facing or presenting to the team or the company, people will be so scared of that moment of being in front of people. And so I helped them overcome those fears and those anxieties. And as a result, like I just was got into like that sort of area and sort of advertising. Um, so I used Google AdWords. I had like a, a, when AdWords first came about, they posted something through the door uh, where I was living. And um, it said you had a 30 pounds voucher just for James, uh, 30 pounds is around about $45. Sorry, Dean, that was the last time I'll do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, I, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Just giving you some context. Yeah. Yeah. Please um, continue to accommodate most of our audience. <laughs> yeah. I'm like literally alienating every US <laughs> listener to this show. I apologize. <laughs> like, why, why, why did that like gift voucher weigh so much? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I was just 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of um, applied that to my opened up ad account and um, of everything I was doing, I'd, I'd spent like about $7,000 or £7,000 actually on um, yellow pages um, and didn't get any result whatsoever. The phone call did, never came out of any of that promotion. But um, yeah, ran this ad on Google and it was in the good old days of Google where it was so cheap uh, to advertise. Uh, the I had like um, three people book in and, and buy a session with me off of £30 and immediately I was like, okay, that was ridiculously profitable because I was, I was selling it each co- uh, each session with me for £240 at the time. So the ROI on that was huge. It was £10 in, £240 back. Um, and I was like, okay, that works. I can deal with that sort of, those, those sorts of numbers. 
so I started working a lot more people with kind of anxiety around public speaking and presentation, advertising, everything. And then um, I actually was kind of making it work very successfully through these um, Google ad campaigns. But then um, I put a video on my website. I thought, okay, what I'll try and do is I'll try and improve my conversion rates if it's all possible. There are 7% on my page and it was simply a contact form. And when I put the video there, I remember the next day opening up my emails and just thinking, okay, have we got any more inquiries? I had so many more than usual. And I was like, oh, I know what I've done. I've overspent on my ads campaign or something went wrong and it's gone. I looked at the ad spend and it was normal. Um, and my conversion rates have pretty much tripled overnight. And I thought, well, maybe it's just a fluke and that won't happen again. But throughout the day, just more and more people were contacting me from the fact that the only thing that had changed was the landing page had my video on it. And so this video, which is still a terrible video when I look back at it now, um, it performed ridiculously well for me. And I kind of never really looked back. I started getting a lot more people coming to me and saying things like, oh, I want to learn how to speak in public, but also I want to know how to do video. How do I put a video on my website for my business if they're a business owner? And as a result, I started working with people, helping them put videos on their websites. Then it was kind of like, okay, now this video is working really well on your website. Did you know you can use YouTube as well? And you can put that video on YouTube and get a lot more traffic if you optimize it correctly. And I went down the video route, getting really good at that area, um, teamed up with a guy who used to do a lot of SEO. So we used to get rankings for videos on YouTube and Google, getting huge amount of traffic for clients as an agency now. Um, And then when the SEO world kind of started getting a lot more challenging. When some of the rankings were dropping from our uh, results for our clients, I took one of those videos for a client and thought, well, I know the ad game and I know how to run ads and YouTube is this new platform that apparently you can advertise on now. And so I took the ad that we have for one of our best performing clients, ran it as an ad, and the results we got were insane compared to what we were getting on the SEO world because we could just, whilst it cost a little bit more um, and you're paying per view and you're... um, and it was kind of like pushing hard on the ad spend. And so it cost more on that side. The actual cost of all the staff to do all the SEO and the risky game of the SEO world um, and the reach you would get on advertising would be huge as well. So it just turned into this scenario where I talked to the client and said, hey, how much would you pay for a lead um, on this basis? Because I was spending my own money to get these leads for the client. And they were like, okay, well, I'll give you £10 a lead. And we were getting them for far less than £10. And I was like, okay, cool. If that's a deal you want to go for. And he was like, well, uh, what, for every 10 pounds I spend, you're going to be basically making me 40 pounds. Um, so I was forexing their, the actual cost for them. And it was costing me about five pounds a lead. So I was doubling up on my side. And I was like, this is, works really well for everybody. And um, just started scaling from there. And that's kind of, I never really looked back at that point. Now we moved a lot of our SEO clients across to the ad space. And um, not everyone moved across cleanly because not every business fits for um, advertising on YouTube. Um, but when there's when there's a good fit and the ads worked, it was amazing because we we're getting great results. And whilst it's become a little bit more challenging to get re- the same results on YouTube because it's becoming a little bit more saturated now, still it is this platform where you can get some amazing results from YouTube. And it still feels like a lot of people are still advertising on Facebook, but won't move away and don't see the light of YouTube sometimes and um, what's possible with the advertising platform. So it, yeah, it's it's been great for us as an agency because we have grown and scaled and have got clients great results and we're all based off um, kind of CPAs. We work on kind of profit shares almost with clients and it works really well for everybody. And um, and yeah, so that's how I got into YouTube advertising. Hmm. One thing that I thought was really, really funny was when you first saw it, put the video up on your site and 
you're like, oh, wow, this, there must be something wrong. <laughs> that's a very <laughs> yeah. British thing. You're just yeah. like, oh, shout something work. <laughs> yeah, what, what, where is there something wrong here? I know there must be a problem. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so today, do you think that, um, you know, you sort of mentioned this just a second ago, but do you think that YouTube is still going to be able to provide those, those kind of great results for people? I mean, are there Facebook co- ask costs are rising? You know, all these different ad costs everywhere are, are increasing. And I'm sure the same is on YouTube, but does it still feel more of like virgin territory, so to speak? Yes, it does. It, it, a lot of um, different industries and niches in YouTube are still like blue ocean. You can get there. There's very little competition. Or if there is, it's people running sort of brand awareness campaigns. And so it's not the same sort of thing. You'll see a lot of ads on YouTube, but a lot of people are running those campaigns in the in a way that's not necessarily ROI driven. So you get a lot of brands who are just like pushing their message out there, almost like running like a TV ad campaign. Mm. But um, if you look at it from a direct response perspective, spending $1, getting more than $1 back and then scaling that up, there's a lot of people out there that kind of are not necessarily ignoring YouTube. It's more, it just seems daunting, I think, for a lot of people. Um, There's a huge opportunity in the fact that you can get in front of customers when they're looking for you. And as long as you're being relevant, you can run some really, really effective campaigns. It's difficult to compare like for like to Facebook because some of our clients are saying, this is amazing. This is getting much better results than Facebook. Some of our clients kind of, it's, it's similar and sometimes it's more expensive than Facebook. So it's, it's never, it's like, it's not easy to say, oh, compare one for the other, but the actual platforms are very different. If you treat them differently and you work out what your customers are actually there for and connect with them on that level, you tend to find you get really good results. Um, it's just people like to try and do it like Facebook. Like with Facebook, there's a huge audience out there that you can target them by their interest and you can put an ad in front of them. And right now the finances on Facebook have been really good. I know that they're increasing more recently, but people have been getting great results and scale really quickly. And then there's that, that kind of like fluctuation that can happen. You need to constantly be recreating new ads to keep it fresh and don't have that fatigue issues. Whereas with YouTube, if you take a different approach and you think, well, people are going there because they want to kind of, learn information and you go there and you actually give them good advice and you get them to be interested in in what you've got as an offer, you can find you get some really solid results that are a lot more, um, whilst the kind of price can fluctuate from a standpoint of like, if you compare it to Facebook, sometimes it's cheaper, sometimes it's more expensive. It won't get this, um, you won't get this fatigue issue typically. Mm. So once you've set it up and it's working well, you won't have these hugely good days and bad days. Um, It's rare for that to happen. The, um, the way it tends to work instead is it, it's a lot more reliable. And whilst it might not get as, as much scale immediately, over time, you can really get like this great scale from the platform. You just need to have and you, patience and go with it. And you believe that's because it's it's search-based, not pattern interrupt-based. Yeah, exactly. It's it's If you're talking to people based on their interest, you have to grab their attention. You're in their newsfeed, potentially, if you're talking about Facebook. And people aren't necessarily looking at your ad. And so it's kind of like this... Once they see your ad, if they do get engaged at that point, great. Then you've got them and they're more like they're likely to listen at that point. But on YouTube, you're already dealing with someone who's gone to the platform because they're full of intent. So we know that they're going there because they want to. Well, typically it's because well, if you look at the whole of YouTube in terms of the people going to YouTube, 53% of them apparently are there because they want to be inspired by something. Um, they might want to watch their favorite music artist. They might want to watch a funny comedy video. They might want to kind of, I don't know, whatever people go to YouTube for when it's just based on inspiration and enjoyment, so to speak. But then 47% of people go into YouTube because they want to 
going to know something, do something, or buy something. So if they want to know something, it's normally like a topic. They're like, find out more about this, or they kind of just t- type in a random, like a, not random, but like something they're interested in and they want to learn more. They're knowing, like want to know people, that's those people. If they want to do something, they're normally looking up the how-tos and the tutorial type videos. And I think we've all done that before. Just today, I was I bought a new piece, piece of software and I was like looking up YouTube, like how-to, and you're looking for someone to show you how to use that software. So there's those sorts of tutorial-based videos. And then you get like the buying traffic as well. People that are looking up review videos, they're looking up kind of uh, comparison videos, maybe unboxing videos, people who are like really close to making a purchase, but just want to see what other people are saying about that product. And it's almost like window shopping at that point. Um, you know what you want and you just want someone else to show you what it's like. And so when you think about your audience, you can probably identify different people at different stages of the buying cycle. And then it's just a case of like saying, well, if they're typing in, let's say how to promote a podcast, let's say just because we're um, on a podcast right now. Um, if someone is typing that in, then it's a case of saying, well, if they're typing that in, how many people are doing that? Probably a good few thousand people every single day. Um, and we say to them, well, if they're typing that in, we can be there with an ad as soon as they start watching videos around that content. And so what are we going to say to them? Like, how do we take people who are wanting to promote their podcast and how do we get them to be interested in our offer? So it can be as simple as, hey, look, if you're looking to promote your podcast, I've got a 12-step checklist that you've that I've developed that's going to help you get a lot more exposure for your podcast. If you want to find out more, click this link and we'll send you the PDF out straight away. It can be as simple as that sometimes to acquire that lead and then you nurture that lead and turn them into a customer, of course. But it's all about that relevancy from search term to add to offer. If we can make that as seamless as possible and as logical as possible, then you tend to find you can run really, really effective campaigns on YouTube. And is that the uh, is that the optimal type of campaign? Is it uh, you know some sort of ad to uh, you know a lead magnet or an, an opt in of some kind, or can you do purchase you know purchase type ads as well? Yeah, so a few of our clients in the education space like to do lead gen first. A couple don't do lead gen at all; they just go straight to sale. So we have a sweet spot for that's normally around about thirty to seventy dollars, kind of for our like for ROI campaigns. And your remarketing game needs to be on point for that. Really, so if you want to run traffic straight to a sales page that doesn't ask for an opt-in first, obviously if they don't buy, then and the vast majority of people probably won't buy. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that if they've got to a certain stage in the funnel, let's say for example they click to check out and they were really close and they didn't buy, then you might say to yourself, okay, cool, well let's take that audience and remarket them and show them other ads, and that can be a cross-channel as well. So you can have it say for example you had YouTube ad that got them all the way to the checkout point, and then Facebook ad closes them. You just need to be careful about that attribution um, and make sure you're tracking things properly. Otherwise, it looks like Facebook have got all the traffic and YouTube did nothing. But uh, yeah, with um, with a lot of promotions we do, it can be straight to, or can do lead gen, can we go straight to sale. Obviously, for our e-commerce products, it tends to go more straight to sale. And we normally incentivize them with a really good offer and that front end uh, promotion. Sometimes we do that, the educational piece as well with a lot of the e-commerce products we might have. So we might have them go to a page where they can read more about kind of like the top 10 ways to do something um, and have that kind of advertorial content and off the back of that then they'll go and buy but i mean i tend to find that a lot of that sort of content can be done up front on youtube if you structure the ad in the right way you tend to find that you can actually have the scenario where you get rid of all the people that wouldn't be interested in buying early on in the video and then you can spend like if you really wanted to like three to ten minutes in the actual video ad we don't intend to do a huge amount of those ads, but they can perform really well. Like some of our best videos have been like 12 minutes in length. But a lot of the videos we tend to do is aim for like the 90 second pitch, um, if not less time than that. 
and then get people straight to a page that we want some sort of actions to take place. Have you in uh, in all the advertising and products and everything that you've seen on YouTube? Have you ever run across a product that says uh, how to get your podcast co-host actually engaged and speaking on the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was taking it all in so intently. Yeah, yes. that's that's one of the uh, one of the search terms that I would be looking for. So I don't know if you've run across <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I was we about to jump in there and ask about the video length for the ads, but you you kind of did such a thorough explanation that I got all that now. <laughs> um, so one one question, uh, Tom, that I've got is I I know that there's different types of YouTube ads, right? I don't know much about YouTube ads, but I you know I've heard things like in stream ads. I've heard about you know the I don't even know what you call the little banner at the bottom of the video. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, can you kind of talk a little bit about the different types of YouTube ads and when you'd want to use each type? Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, there's, there's a few different types of YouTube ads. The, the ones where it's like the banner at the bottom and you sometimes see the banner on the right hand side as well. uh, Those are part of the actual, the Google display kind of network. So those ones are um, slightly different to, um, what you'd mm. see on kind of like traditional YouTube ads as such. Um, then you'd have, if I get rid of the, like if I talk about the ones that are kind of not so popular at the moment, then we can get into the more popular ones. So you, the not so popular ones would be things like the bumper ads, which are like the six second ads that you sometimes see on YouTube. They're getting more popular and we're starting to play with them a lot more, but um, they're not that popular because six seconds is damn tough and there's no click to the website uh, from those links. So it's more of a kind of brand awareness and then you can follow up with other ads as well. And there's ad sequencing that's just launched on YouTube, which is quite exciting. Um, that I'll talk about in a second, if you like. Then you have like these 20-second spots that are kind of non-skippable. And those ones are quite popular with the bigger brands. But the two that are that are kind of wide, widely used a lot with a lot of businesses are the, as you said, the in-stream ads and also the discovery ads. So these form part of the true view kind of ad platform. And true view means that you're paying for a true view. Um, so when someone's actually engaged in your video. Um, so if we take the discovery ones, those videos are the ones that you see at the top of the search results and on the right-hand side. And those are great, especially for things like remarketing, because you can just get your, your thumbnail of your video, like the little image that comes with your video in front of people constantly. And it's, it's a great way of just being there um, and having that kind of omnipresence on, on YouTube based on people's reaction, based on people's action on your website. Um, now, if they if they decide not to click your video at all, it won't cost you anything. So it's just like free brand awareness almost with your thumbnail. Hmm. Um, But you pay when someone clicks to play your video. Now that's great because if you're being really clear in the thumbnail and you can put like text in there and then you have a little title as well, if you're being really clear with who you want to click that link, then you can get some really good results because um, you can kind of call out the, I mean, you have to do it subtly, but you can do it in a way where it says, um, looking to run a better webinar click here or something. So you, it's almost like you're um, making it very, very clear to the viewer that, or the, yeah, the viewer on YouTube, the visitor to YouTube, that this is exactly what the video is about. So you're segmenting those people out. So it's not saying like, find out how to make more money here, yeah. which would be then not like a blind too broad. curiosity type position. Yeah, precisely. So it's, it's trying to segment them down. So you know, the actual, what you're, what they're clicking is what they're going to get as well. Um, sounds obvious to say, right. But, it's a lot of people say like, will say crazy things on their ads and then not work out why they're not getting very good results. Um, so yeah, with those ones, you pay when soon as someone decides to click to play your video and they're the, the discovery ads. The, the other form of ad on the TrueView platform or the TrueView um, ad 
type is the in-stream ads. So those are like the pre-roll ads. And you're, people are very familiar with those because some consider them the most annoying adverts <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's where I make all my money. <laughs> so I love them. Um, but um, they, the, those ads are in, done in such a way where if you are watching a video and you've decided to watch a video and you clicked it, then sometimes like an ad will pop up in front of you and you have the five seconds to skip the ad button. Um, or you can click the link in the bottom left-hand corner that will typically take you to the website at that point. So um, people are very familiar with those ads and normally press the skip ad button 450 times before the actual <laughs> video plays. Um, but if if you can get like that first five seconds right and you really talk to the viewer, then you can get some amazing results there because you can... I always recommend to people to say exactly what that video is always going to be about, basically. And the closer you can tie into the search traffic, the better. So if you've recently typed in how to get my um, podcaster co-host to actually be engaged in this, that would be a very long tail keyword for sure. But uh, but you could um, start the ad with, hey, if you're looking to get more engagement from your, with your co-host on a, on a podcast, listen in. And if you, if you cover that in the first five seconds, like James, if you saw that, you'd be like, right, I'm in, I'm listening. I'd be hooked. Exactly. Right, customer I'm just for life right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Different <laughs> we have ad- different search terms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How to dump your podcast co-host. <laughs> yeah, That's what exactly. Dean's been searching for this whole time. <laughs> yes, he's always been so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's looking for right now. He can't find yeah, any products. I'm already on that. searching. I'm just waiting to get past the damn ads. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the, the benefit of that is that um with the TrueView ads, um, as I said before, you pay for engagement, but when you're running an in-stream ad or the pre-roll ad, as an advertiser, you only pay when someone watches past 30 seconds or decides to click to your website. So in that scenario, someone could watch like 29 seconds of your ad and then think, actually, do you know what? This isn't for me and press skip ad. As an advertiser, that wouldn't cost you anything. Really? So That's amazing. Uh, that, to me, that's amazing that, that that exists like that. Yeah, it's great, right? And um, there's talk of them changing it um, based on the new platform that's come out, which is kind of borrowing off um, Google's AI, you start to, AI can dial into your campaigns a lot more efficiently. And when you run those sorts of campaigns, apparently a view is being considered at 10 seconds, right. but still the pricing model is at 30 seconds. That's like a literary update from this morning. So please don't quote me on that. And I still need to check in with my reps and see exactly what it is. The great thing is, is that it means that the way we structure the ads is to think about prior to 30 seconds, we've got to do our best to get people off this video if they're not interested in the offer. And when we looked at all of our stats, we did like a huge autopsy of all of our clients. And we were looking at like, we did like a whole two day meeting about creative, just purely just talking about like the best way to perform a YouTube ad. And we looked at all the data and it was really interesting because the higher people engage with a video, the more it costs per acquisition of a lead or a sale. Uh, it's almost like a direct correlation. And what's happening is that if people watch past 30 seconds and then decide to skip the ad, it costs a fortune because we're getting people engaged, but then it's not the right level of, not the right type of engagement. So it's more like we want to get people like, Hey, if you're interested in buying this, then listen in. That's almost what we want to say um, at the start of the video, instead of starting a story and getting them really interested in the story. So you kind of want to use that opportunity to actually disqualify them. Precisely. Yeah. We, we, we do like a call to action prior to 30 seconds being up because we want them to know this is an ad. We want the viewers to realize this is an ad. And it does a funny thing when you do that as well, because um, in the UK, we have a lot of presentations of people standing on stage and then pitching typically. It's kind of a, a, I'm sure it happens in the States as well. I just haven't seen so much of it in the States. 
Um, and when I've seen pre- presentations like that, um, it's funny to see what like the audience do because there's some people that hate that and so turn off immediately. But there's a lot of people that see the sales pitch, they realize there's a sale there, and then they kind of go into this convincer mode in terms of like, okay, well, you've got this offer, I get that, I'm still listening to good content, mm-hmm. but now convince me that I should go and buy this product at the price point you told me. And so they're kind of going into that convincer mode um, of like, all right, convince me this is worth it. And in the same way, what we try and do in the video it's a very different way of doing it, but we try and say, okay, look, um, if you want the best ways to get rid of your co-host on a podcast, um, <laughs> then then here's, I'm going to show you a three-step process on how to do this in this video. Um, but also I'm going to run a webinar on it this evening and show you exactly what to do, the whole step-by-step process. And, I've, and it's the same stuff I've shared with many t- people before. And you can just click this link in this video if you want to go and access the webinar immediately and get access to it. Um, but let me just carry on and just talk to you about these three steps I want to share with you. So you can still provide really good content and have like a good tone and feel to the video, mm. but it's, it's just making sure the viewer knows that there's an offer here and that's what it's all about. Yeah. You still want to give really good content and really good value. So even if they left the video and thought like, I'm going to skip out after three minutes, they're still going to be left with a positive experience of your brand because you can always do remarketing and things anyway, but it's just goodwill into the world as, as well. Um, but yeah, I, I would always say in the videos, we want to have a, call to action prior to 30 seconds being up. And um, we want to try and kind of, as soon as that 30 seconds is up, then we know that like, okay, lots of people are going to skip at that point. I'm, I'm happy for that to happen because you're going to get rid of the, all the people that wouldn't take action anyway. And now from the people that are left who know there's an offer here, now it's our duty to give them really good content to the point at which they think that was awesome. Where do I click again? And that's kind of what we want to try and uh, portray in the video. Nice. I think, I hope everybody listening realizes what, what, uh, what a good insight that is right. right there, because I think that's very counterintuitive, uh, you know, with everything else that you hear in marketing is like, you know, draw them in with the story and the hook and, and all of that stuff. And, and, and on some level, you still want to do that, but you're, you're, you're telling them, Hey, like there's, there's going to be a call to action here. And, uh, if that's not your cup of tea, then, then just bounce before you actually have to pay for it. I think that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It saves us a lot of money working that one out. I, I, <laughs> I have sure. to ask this question because, um, I don't know. I think I think marketers like to destroy things. So, can you not have a twenty-nine second ad and never pay anything? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, <laughs> that's I should a have clarified. Question. I love yeah, it. that's great. That's so. When I first created ads, um, I immediately went there as well, Dean. I thought, <laughs> like, hey, hang on a second, I've got a free way of advertising here. <laughs> right. um, um, and I'll, I'll, there's a bit of a story that goes with this. So, so unfortunately, no, that doesn't happen that, that way. So the, the official ruling is the, the third thing that you do get charged on is if someone watches to the end of the video. Ah. So someone kind of gets to the end of the video and the video finishes, then you get charged there. And then the video they're about to watch loads up. Um, so what, what we did in the past was we did this thing where we said, okay, well, at the end of the video, why don't we do it like at 20 seconds, for example, and then hold like a pause. It's almost like the video pauses. It's like left with just an image that would be held for another 20 seconds, which means that we're kind of like, if someone presses skip ad button, if like you're kind of causing that call to action at 20 seconds right. and you're saying, click the video to go to my website, but then people have got a choice then to say, okay, I'm either going to click to the website or I'm going to click skip ad. And I've got 10 seconds to make that decision. Right. Um, and we found that worked really, really well. And but it just wasn't a classy way of advertising. Right. And as you know, in the UK, we're all about class, right? So, um, so it didn't fill me with. I wasn't going to sleep every night thinking, "Oh God, I'm such a good marketer." I just felt like I'm, ha- I'm a hacker <laughs> of, of anything. But but here here in the states, if we're not concerned with that classiness, we could absolutely apply that tactic as well. Oh, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. that'll be prime for you, James. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you, Dean. I already have it implemented. <laughs> yeah. And I've registered for the Dump Your Co-host podcast or uh, webinar tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm setting a funnel up for it right now. It's been a very, very productive show, Tom. Thank How you. How crazy when you register for that webinar and it's me hosting it, James. <laughs> <laughs> that was my surprise. I was like, what? <laughs> the- I thought he loved me. <laughs> but the, the the really interesting thing about that learning experience was the fact that we realized as well as that um loads of people take a long time to click at the end of a video they uh. like so um well let's see what i see a lot of people doing at the end of a video is they'll watch a youtube ad for example and then i don't know if you've seen this before when you watch a youtube ad and then it finishes right at the end when someone stops talking so it's like someone talking for let's say a minute and a half and exactly at one minute th- 30 they finish talking and then the ad also finishes at one minute 30. That's a really difficult way of having a click option in a video because what most people do is they wait until everything's done and they're like, okay, cool. I've listened to everything that person had to say and now I'll click my click the button. But of course, if the video ends at a minute 30, it's almost like the video just disappears and the v- original video comes up and so everyone doesn't get this option to click. Mm. The um, so it's always a good a good thing to do is to add we add on eight seconds at the end of a video just to kind of hold the time so and it just encourages the viewer to well it gives the viewer time to click the link to the website at that point and um, we've also um, once we've noticed that we've also now do a countdown timer at the end of the video as well so we kind of count down uh, from five seconds just to kind of add that scarcity at the end of the video, just to let people know this video is running out of time. This is where to click to take the next action. And that's, that always bumps click through rates as well. So that's been a really good step for us to take as well. I always, I always wonder with YouTube, again, I guess the average person wouldn't think about this stuff, but like, I, I look at my own behaviors with YouTube, um, particularly with my phone. Like I find like, today looking at myself like how i operate like i'll have a like a bluetooth speaker in my in my um bathroom when i'm having a shower in the morning so i'll be in the shower listening to videos on youtube and obviously when those ads come up i'm not actually seeing them or or even able to act on them because i'm in the shower i wonder you know it's interesting when i was just thinking when you were saying about how people aren't always necessarily clicking straight away i wonder how much that that sort of human behavior behind the fact are they even actually watching the video or just listening to it and the phone's perhaps on the side or you know do you know what i mean i wonder how much of that plays a role in that side of things that is interesting i do you know i i i know that a lot of people watch youtube in lots of different ways so um now you have the option to remove like TV screens as an option, so to speak. So um, I know that it's very difficult to click from a link when someone watching YouTube on their TV. Right. And there's, there's quite a bit of traffic of, of YouTube on TV as well, especially with all the smart TVs that are out there mm. and things. Um, so that's an exclusion that you can have now. Right. Um, yeah, advertiser would be wasting money on you when you're in the shower, Dean. That's um, definitely, definitely. <laughs> that sounds weird as I said it, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> um, but I the, felt uncomfortable as he was bringing up his scenario. <laughs> yes, I was like, okay, well, this just right. happened. Conversation right <laughs> yeah. there. That's what you get when you want to be engaged. That's, a, <laughs> that's what I bring you yes, to the table. <laughs> That, that's how we start this podcast. You know, when you get like the snippets of the, so to start the podcast, that's like the perfect section to have to start with. So I'm on, <laughs> yeah, on, on today's episode. In the, in the shower, yeah. 
<laughs> we finally find out what Dean does in the shower every morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Tom's wasting his money on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> unsubscribes, unsubscribes from all our, <laughs> yeah. our listeners. So, uh, so Tom, I, I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, you know, sort of nuance to the, you know, these different things and actually the, you know, the science of setting them up and everything like that. And probably more than, you know, we really have time to get into today, but if people want to, you know, learn a little bit about your strategies and how you do it or contact you for, you know, for help in setting these things up, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, the, the best way is, um, so all my stuff is on viewability.co.uk. So, um, recently released a book last month and, um, yeah, that's called viewability. You can find that on Amazon as well. Um, but yeah, viewability.co.uk, we've got our online courses there. We've got, that's where the agency home is, so to speak. And see if anyone's interested in running YouTube ads or having YouTube ads run for them, then, uh, yeah, viewability.co.uk is the place to go. Awesome. And the, the book is about, uh, your YouTube strategies and how to do things like that, or is it, uh, you know, something different? (laughs) Yeah, it's all about YouTube. I, I literally know nothing apart from YouTube ads. Like if you ask me about anything, that's kind of like, if it's not YouTube ads, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, so I wrote a book all about YouTube advertising and that it's got sense, a little then. bit of my story. Yeah. It's got a little bit of my story and things, but it's, it's very light on that because here in the UK, we don't like to talk about ourselves for more than like 20 <laughs> seconds. That's the most we can do before we feel really uncomfortable. Um, but, uh, yeah, then we'll, um, then we get straight into like how to find your customers, the best way to run your ads, um, how to set up campaigns properly, how to optimize and scale them. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's written in such a way where if you wanted to, if you're going on like a flight for like three hours, you could probably read the book. You don't have to make a ton of notes, but you just get the whole concept of how YouTube advertising works. So you feel comfortable in under, understanding how to find your customers, what sort of ads would work for them, what sort of offers work for them, and how to put a whole campaign together to kind of build your campaigns and be profitable as quickly as possible and then scale. That's awesome. I hope uh, I hope if you ever have a revision to that book or a second edition, you have a uh, troubleshooting section that talks about what to do if your viewers are in the shower <laughs> while you're watch while they're watching your ads. Yeah, that's the part two has already been looks <laughs> like drafted up right now as I speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you you're, you're welcome. That's uh, that's a result yeah. of being on the show here today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, no, it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today, Tom, uh, Dean, oh, any yeah, parting thoughts say, before uh, we wrap Thank you, Tom. I'm up? sure, uh, we, it feels like we need like another six hours just to extract a bit more of your wisdom, but, uh, appreciate everything you've shared. Thank you. Of course. I'm, I'm happy to come back at any time. So let me know. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Tom. Dean, I'll look forward to seeing your presentation on tonight's webinar, how to dump your co-host. <laughs> I think, uh, I think it should be good for both of us. And uh, for for our listeners, make sure you uh, make sure you check out Tom's stuff. He uh, absolutely knows what he's talking about. Has had a lot of success in this space. And go to viewability.co.uk. Um, this is another episode for us here at Just Tips. We thank you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends about us, and we will talk to you guys next time. Later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.